Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Jessica Johnson, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. But let me tell you about this firecracker in the hot seat. (laughs) Jessica Johnson is the owner of content marketing agency, Buzzworthy Content. After scaling her business... Y'all, are you ready for this? <laughs> to multi six figures in its first year. She now mentors writers on how to create their own profitable freelance businesses as their own boss. She has a degree in journalism, has been featured in HuffPost and Ad Age, has managed global content teams, and is the host of the Bright Life podcast, sharing conversations with women around entrepreneurship, self-development, and how to create their biggest, brightest lives. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Jessica Johnson. Thank you. So excited to be here. I am super excited to talk to you because I was like, wow, that is incredible that you have had that much success in just one year whenever you started your business. And I'm sure people want to know the secret sauce. But before we dive into your secrets and your accolades, I want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And there are two options. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do the rapid fire. Okie dokie. And if you know the song, sing along with me. We're playing rapid fire with Jessica and Genesis. Do, 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 do. <laughs> question <laughs> number one. What is one thing that makes you blaze up your scene? well I don't even know what it means to blaze up my scene (laughs) I guess just be that firecracker be that go-getter oh um I think just wanting to live with no regrets that really fires me up question number two what is your favorite movie or book oh my gosh um breaking the habit of being yourself by Joe Dispenza is one of my all-time favorite books Question three, what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Coffee. Ooh, are you a medium roast, dark roast? Ooh, I like a dark roast with like the littlest bit of half and half. Oh, okay. That's all I got. That's all I need. (laughs) Then I'm good. (laughs) Go make my content. (laughs) Question four. Since you are a podcaster and, you know, us podcasters have to stick together, is there a certain celebrity that you would like to have on your show? Oh my gosh. Yes. So many. I mean, 
Who do I even choose? Um, the one that comes to mind is a business owner, um, but I just love her. And so Sarah Blakely of Spanx, I just love how she's just such a badass entrepreneur, brings femininity into business, like breaks stereotypes. So I would, I would interview her. So I'm all about challenges and being someone's accountability partner. So Jessica, I challenge you Ah. (laughs) to reach out to Blake Lively of Spanx and just say, hey, I really admire you. I'm a boss babe, just like you. Would you be interested in coming on my podcast and shoot your shot? Because right now, what do you have to lose? Like, if you're not reaching out, you're not gaining anything. But if you do and she jumps on it, whether it's her PR person or her, it's like golden. You're like, yes. Yes. That's so true. That's such good advice that I would give to someone else. So I love that you gave it to me and challenged me. So I'll do it and I'll circle back when it happens. Okay. So, okay. In order for challenges to happen, we need to put a date on it. So when are you going to reach out by the end of this week or next week? Put a date on it. I will reach out by the end of next week. Okay. I'm moving this week. So this week's a little crazy, but by next week, I'll be back on my game. I have no excuses. I'll get it done. Okay. So for all you listeners out there, let's hold Jessica Johnson accountable to (laughs) connect with Blake Lively. (laughs) That's right. Question five. If you could trade places with anyone, who would it be? Oh man, these are such good questions. I mean, I think that (laughs) Oprah has lived the most amazing life. And, you know, as a podcaster, I love how she gets to interview the most amazing people to um, just get to have these conversations. Like I just, I would, I think that would be so interesting, even if it's for a day or whatever the rules are, it's fine. But I think she's just like, you can't get, you can't get better than Oprah. Question (laughs) six. What's your happy place? My happy place, my happy place is in Cabo, Mexico. It's where I've always gone. My husband and I have always gone to like recharge. It's where we got married. Um, So I think it's the one, and it's the one place that when we go, it's just like, I've made so many dreams there. And I'll look out at the water and just think about what's the next chapter. What am I going to create? So that's like my dreaming place. I think it's my happy place. Oh, I love Cabo. Okay, so what part of Cabo? So the San Lucas Cabo side or the San Jose? Because one is for the retirees and one for the party goers. (laughs) I know, and they're both so good in different ways. I love Cabo San Lucas, maybe like halfway between. I don't usually go, I've done all the stuff in the heart of the city and the downtown. So now I don't do the heart of the downtown as often. But I like to go to the San Jose side for like floor farms. They have these amazing like farm to table restaurants out there. But I'm going to say Cabo San Lucas, just like the middle ground. And then I can venture either way. I love it. We went there <laughs> what for about our you? honeymoon. Um, I like both, um, to be honest, because yeah. I like the side where you could relax. But then I also like the side where like you could kind of get hyped and pumped too. So yes. I'm, a, I'm a mix of both. <laughs> Okay, we'll both go with the mix. I know. It's so beautiful there. No matter what you choose, the, just the people are so friendly. I love it there. Question <laughs> seven. This is a food question. What is your favorite food or cuisine? 
I would say, I think Mediterranean. I can't go wrong. I love everything in that genre. <laughs> so I'll just wrap it into one answer. <laughs> Question eight. What's your favorite color? Blue. Ooh, yes. Team blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question nine. This one, I'm going to do a bonus question. I'm going to let you ask me any question. So let's switch roles here. Okay. So I'm curious. Um, like one of the things that I, because you've asked me the travel question, I love to travel. Where's like your, where's a place that if you could choose anywhere you would go? Ooh, so right now, we haven't been to Fiji or Turks and Caicos. So that is on my list right now. But before I go there, I have to go tap into my roots and go visit where my dad is from, which is Curaçao. So right off the tip of Venezuela. And for those of you, it's part of the ABC Island. So Aruba, Bonaire, Curaçao. And if I could reincarnate my dad and have my dad come back because he passed two, almost two years ago to medical negligence, oh. I will go with him. Oh, I love that. That sounds amazing. My sister and her husband actually went there a few years ago pre-COVID and they just loved it. So imagine having that much heritage and oh, that's so sweet. I love that answer. Thank you. And question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me another question. <laughs> if you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass Ooh. or play? I will ask you one more question because we were just chatting before and I'd love to hear what are you most excited about with motherhood approaching? Oh my gosh, I am most excited about just finally getting to see my bundle of joy because it's going to be real. And it's like, oh my gosh, you see, you see her on 3D, but then just to hold her and just have her in my arm and just to really prove my husband wrong because he's like, she has your nose. And I'm like, no, babe, she has your nose. <laughs> and just to kind of see that. And then I'm, I'm just like eager to see like her fingernails and her toenails. I don't know why. I just love painting fingernails. I don't paint my own, but. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so cute and little. I know. Oh my gosh. That must be so much anticipation where you're just like I know you've been growing in me but what do you look like I want to like talk to you <laughs> that's really sweet I love uh, that thank you for asking me that and for for y'all who aren't mamas yet it is a beautiful thing and someone quoted this you don't understand life until it grows inside of you so oh I love that but that is our rapid fire game jessica you did well now we're gonna dive into your beat and your sauce so um what makes jessica johnson you so we need to know like your back-end story in order to understand how you okay. got to where you are now because sometimes people see oh my gosh she's making yeah. multi-six figures but they never realize that you had those start ugly moments you had the failures yes. before you had the success Absolutely. And it was a winding journey. So I love that you asked that. Because um, so often people dive straight into the whole, oh, well, tell me about how the agency got up so fast. But before the agency, there were years of trying to figure it out and trying things that weren't working as easily. So um, 
Let's see, where do I begin? So um, like you mentioned, I majored, majored in journalism. I went into communications and marketing type careers out of college um, and I liked it, but I was always so curious about people who were their own bosses and like putting something out in the world that was my own. And I just didn't know quite how to do it. You know, I just thought, okay, well, I have my marketing job and maybe one day I'll come up with the right product or I'll think of something I can do. And so I really just outside of my work started chasing little curiosities. Like I would take classes in whatever it could be, you know, whatever I was interested in. One of them ended up being um, like health and wellness and nutrition. And I loved it. Immediately, I was like, this is the thing. This is what I'm going to go. I'm going to leave corporate America. I'm going to start a wellness coaching business. And I'm going to share all that I've learned that's made a difference and, you know, impact all these women with this business. So that's actually was my first foray into entrepreneurship. Um, but I think this is the most amazing thing just to remember for anyone in the thick of starting their own thing is that really like that was not necessarily where I think my path was meant to end up. I think it was enough of an interest and a passion that it enticed me out of my corporate job and like the comfort that I felt there. Um, but I learned so much in that crash course. Like I went into it without a client. I was like, I'm going to just burn the boats. I'll make it work. I'll feel the pressure. I'll make it happen. Um, but it was hard. And I went into a lot of business debt for that. And I tried certain coaching and courses and I followed all these rabbit holes to find the right way. Um, and eventually it did start to pick up, but it was a few years in. And once it finally started to be more and more successful, I just realized I was kind of winding myself back where I started in like back-to-back -back calls all day um, without a lot of the freedom that I so desired to create in my life, to travel, to see the world, to, you know, work from anywhere. And I also realized that I really loved teaching people through <laughs> content, surprise, surprise, like um, through writing, through teaching, through sharing. And so I kind of got the first idea for a pivot of just like, what if I move it from this coaching model to more of like, I get to write for these wellness brands and I get to do content. Um, and so that's what led me to my content business um, because I had all that background in content and I kind of came to it with a whole different lens. It really was the perfect merging of all worlds for me. And it really allowed me to take what I'd used in trial and error for a few years in my first business um, and really have it just hit the ground running in the next one and know what to look for and what to do differently. And eventually it, I got booked out really quick. So I hired a team, scaled it up to an agency. Um, and then that's what it is today. And we have all kinds of clients now, but it was really just, I mean, a winding kind of road to even get to that. And it's so funny how you, I never even saw that when I was in corporate, I was like, I don't know why I didn't just think, go straight into something that's like content, but sometimes I think you just don't see it. And that's still part of your path. I love it. And I love the winding road because you don't necessarily have to take the traditional route. And sometimes when you take the traditional route, you still don't get the same end results 
So sometimes you need to go through the highs and the lows, the ups and downs, and you need to go through that discovery process to see, okay, is this really me? Is this what I want to do? In order to bring your vision to fruition, you have to try out different things. And people fail to realize that. They just see success and they think, oh, wow, I could do that. But you have to put in the work in order to see the results. It's kind of like the farmer's analogy. If you don't sow, you're not going to be able to reap. So there's a seed time and there's a harvest time. So you have to, one, have patience. You have to be hungry. Like Les Brown says, you got to be hungry. Yeah. (laughs) You have to... You know, pick yourself back up when you hit mm-hmm. that roadblock and that wall and just shake it off and keep on going. And then you also have to trust your gut instincts and your intuition because it will never lead you astray. And sometimes it's that still small voice that is prompting us that this is something that we need to do or this is something that we need to build on. And for those of you who may not be where Jessica is right now and you're still trying to figure it out and you may, may be working for an employer but you don't feel content. You feel like there's something inside of you that is pulling you to another direction. It's because your season is winding down and it's time for you to make that transition in order for a transformation to happen. But I always tell people, think with your mind, not with your emotions, because before you jump shift, make sure you have a solid exit strategy and a plan because you don't want to just drop, like my mom says, who's Caribbean, she's West Indian. (laughs) Don't drop a bone and pick up a shadow. So (laughs) you definitely don't want to leave a stable environment and go to something that's not stable, especially if you have a family, you have kids and you have financial obligations. So work that nine to five, but build your business on the side. And once you get your business built up to a period where it makes sense to walk away and you talk with a person who has done something similar to you but has surpassed it then begin to take that leap but always do your due diligence do your market research and do your SWOT analysis which is identify the strengths the weaknesses the opportunities and the threats and then never second guess yourself because the minute you second guess yourself is when you'll hit that hit or circle that wrong answer. Kind of like in high school when we were taking the test and you get the results back and you're like, damn, that I knew I knew that was the, the answer. Why did I put that other one? And it's because you second guessed yourself. Yeah, yeah. I love how you describe that when you feel those inklings, it just is that sign that this season may be winding down and it's just starting to like be the bristles of the next one. And that is such an uncomfortable phase. But if you can look at it like that, it's not like you're in the wrong season or you've done anything wrong. It's like, no, there's just, you're going to have something else start to come in and it's okay to just make room for that. And, and the, the discomfort of that transition too, and like not make it wrong almost. Absolutely. And it's like the break, the breakthrough when you, whenever you go through a breakthrough, yes, it broke you, but you made it through. Hence the word breakthrough. And I want to, Um, talk more about buzzworthy content. So what are some of the core uh, values around buzzworthy content? Because people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust, but they also want to see results. But you can't see results if you're not willing to put in the work. Right. Yes. So I would say with buzzworthy content, the things that I love to bring to the table with that is 
Um, on a values perspective, I love to work with brands that are changing the world for the better in some way. So we work with a few different kinds of industries, but I think the overarching thing is these people that come to it are like hungry to make a difference. They're either in the wellness space or they're doing something that hasn't been done before, maybe in tech. Um, to me, that's just a really exciting and fulfilling like thing to get to write about and to share out in the world. And then I think another thing that I love about having like the lens and buzzworthy content is it's almost like not just writing. And this is what I mentor a lot of my writers on too, but also having kind of that business lens where you know a little bit of the strategy behind why the brand even needs content to begin with or what they're trying to do with it. Are they trying to like make sales? Are they trying to grow engagement? Are they trying to get new leads that they can then get to know and nurture and build that like no trust factor? So I think kind of having that business lens is really fulfilling to me too, because it's, it's like that left brain, right brain, where you get to be creative and you get to write and build these beautiful things, but you're using like that business marketing sense of like, what are we really doing here? What's the return on this? What's the goal we're going for? And merging those two, I think is like fun and you just never get bored from it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's like embracing that creativity, being yeah. authentic, always staying ahead and just really having fun. I think when you have fun and you are passionate about something that you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. And when you're right. staying true to yourself, it's like you're going to be able to flow with the content because it's going to feel authentic. It's going to be natural and et cetera. So yeah. just I know one thing that you're really good at, especially in your business, is really helping people define and create your own version of your biggest, brightest life. So tell us, how does that look? How does it look with helping others or what, what aspect of it? Yeah, so I want to hear how does it look with helping others so the audience can learn from that so they can um, build yeah. up and define and create. But then also, yeah. what does that look like for Jessica? Because with, with you having a team now, you kind of could focus on your zone of genius because you could delegate some of the things that you're not good, good at to your team. Yes. Oh, so those are part. such good questions. Okay, two part, two part. So I've been thinking a lot about that lately because, so I do, I have the podcast where I get to talk to women about this and honestly, even just share my journey before I ever even started interviewing people. I just wanted a place that I could have a creative outlet to be like, here's what it's, here's what I'm thinking about in entrepreneurship now, or here's what I learned today. Maybe this can help someone else. Right. Because I just think the pursuit of that biggest, brightest life is something that we're all after, but it can look different for everyone. And that's the beauty of it. Like for some people, it might be living in a downtown city where it's, there's hustle and bustle and the bright lights for another. Yeah. For another, it might be like being at home, being cozy, being in a rural home, but like there's kids around and like, you're just, you're comfortable and happy, like being in the outdoors. Like it can be travel. It can be not going anywhere. Like, so that's kind of part of it is I think for me, just it can look different for everyone. So I love to hear what it looks like for different people. And I've been thinking about it more lately because I think that there's the seeds of maybe some kind of book or something for this process that I've used over in my life to find even what that looks like um, and call it in. So I think it's partly like this process of 
dreaming and of envisioning what does that bright life look like for me? What does the grandest vision I can make of my life look like if nothing was wrong, if nothing was bad? And then both like the practical steps of forward action you can take, um, you know, the progress you can make, the fighting through your fears, the showing up and living more fearlessly. And then also just kind of that like mindset, energetic, intangible side of like embodying and becoming that person a little bit more and more every day. So anyway, I obviously am like working through all the specifics, but I think that those are, that's just a fascinating concept to me um, to, to talk about with other women. And then for me, like what it looks like for me is um, definitely a life with travel. I mean, that's a big thing for me. I think that's one of the things that I just love the most is like seeing the world. And that's part of why I love this content is the ability to go and work from anywhere. Um, it looks like impact, like making a difference, especially for other um, women, um, for feeling like I am just living with no regrets, that I'm having as many experiences I, as I possibly can, that I'm somehow making an impact or inspiring others like every day. Um, so it involves my podcast and it involves my work and it involves like mentoring other people and it involves maybe a book one day and courses. So it's a little bit of a, of a jumble, but those are like the big <laughs> things that I see kind of right now. And that's amazing. Cause as you talk about how you help other people and how you're walking through it on your own journey, you just light up, like you glow. Oh, thank you. And I think that's important because people want someone that is so energetic about what they're doing and helping, helping others. And as the song says, this girl is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Thank you. That's really nice. <laughs> so for the million dollar question, y'all, I know y'all have been waiting for me to ask this and I'm going to ask it. So how can we make multiple six figures? What is the playbook? Yes. Okay. So I will break it down as much as I can fit into this. Um, so here's kind of what helped me was number one, one of the things, obviously my path is content, right? There's probably a lot of ways to do it, but one of the ways that it really clicked for me was through content writing. And I think that's because so many brands know they need this. We're all swimming in content. It's not that hard to sell a brand that they need some help with this stuff. Um, and if you, so I think step number one is like, learn how to write and learn some of the content strategy that enables you to not only be a better partner to brands, but positions you to charge more premium rates from the get-go. So even if you don't have experience writing, like if you're looking at this and you're like, well, I'm not a writer, if you can come to a brand and say, like, I, you know, maybe you get trained in writing, right? Like, that you also know some content strategy, like SEO or the marketing funnels, things like that, all of a sudden you're in a position to charge more premium rates of 50 or 75 or 100 an hour, whatever your scale may be. Even $50 an hour is 100K a year. If you're working 40 hours a week, a few weeks off for vacation, like a standard work week or work year. Um, so that's how you get to that six figure mark. As you start scaling your rates, you can get to 150K, 200K and just keep going from there. But I think step number one is really learning writing and learning content strategy. Step number two is getting yourself some beautiful work samples. 
So you don't have to go and spend years like landing the perfect client. You don't have to have this amazing resume of all of these companies you've written for. If you can just get samples that show that you can write, you're good. And I know this because I hired writers in corporate America and I, yes, their resumes were great and their pitches and all that stuff. But what I really looked at was that they can write. So if you can get yourself some writing samples, maybe put them together in a nice portfolio, things like that, you're good. That's step two. Step three is going out and pitching brands. And there's a bazillion ways to do this. Um, like I could talk about that all day. But you can do things like um, there's freelance sites you can connect with. You can send an email out to 25 contacts, like challenge yourself to just say, I wanted to let you know, like I am taking on content clients. Um, if you're interested, I'd be happy to do a free, you know, blog audit or to like partner up with you. Refer me if you don't know anyone. You can do um, posting even in marketing groups and just getting to know people that way. You can do networking events. Like there's so many ways. So step three is like, get your clients. Step four, and there's five steps total. Step four would be just do an amazing job for them. Like that's who you are, right? You're going to do your best. And then step five is what I found in my business is if you do that amazing job for your clients, they're either naturally going to either one, refer other people to you, which helps you grow your business, or two, you can scale your hours with them right? So you don't need 50 different clients to keep track of. Like that sounds like a lot to keep track of. But even if you get your first few clients, even four clients with 10 hours of work a week is a 40 hour work week, like you're booked, right? So if you can start to scale your hours with just even a small subset of clients and, and suggest opportunities to them or take more off their plate and find other ways you can help, that's a booked business and you can start to scale your rates there and really get into that multi-six-figure territory relatively quickly. So obviously there's a lot more I can dive into on any of those, but if I had to give you like the Reader's Digest version, I would kind of boil it down to those kind of simple overarching principles. That is amazing. And thank you for sharing that, um, Jessica, because those are like five practical tips, but five great ways they could get started. And did you have those like in a high level PDF that you could share with the audience? Or sure. I can definitely do that. I have shared them before. I might have them in like a webinar type of form, but I can, I can put them in a PDF form. I can move them any kind of form we need. <laughs> no worries. I just want to make sure that we challenge the audience. Just like I challenge you, we're going to challenge y'all to make sure that you start mapping this out because there's more than enough room at the table for everyone. And just because yes. Jessica is doing it and you're not, does not mean that you're not going to get there, but don't compare your experience to Jessica's because you're two, you're two different people. And just give yourself grace and mercy to go through this process because it's going to be uncomfortable whenever you begin to stretch in order to level up. So yes. uh, just wanted yeah. to interject that there. 100%. And I do have like a little copywriter starter kit too that is like the beginning steps. And maybe that would be even helpful too of just like, here's where you begin, right? Even if you're coming from corporate or whatever, to your point, you don't have to be coming with years of experience and you can... There's so much room in this field. There's millions of brands, right? Like millions and they all need content. So there's, I, I can't even take on any more clients. So I like funnel them to my team. I share them with writers who I like mentor. So there's like, to your point, there's so much room here for everyone to win and just 
get to help out and, and do the work that they love. And everyone has a different passion. Everyone has a different industry they want to write about or a topic that's fun to them or like a brand that you're like, I get paid to write about this. I talk about this all day with my friends anyway. So there's so much room for everyone. I love that. And now Jessica, we're going to jump into the call to action. So what is your call to action for the community today? Yes. Okay. My call to action would be, you mean like what I can offer download? You could offer a download or a, a challenge that you personally have based on the topics that we cover. So it's, it's open. It's like you're audible. Okay, perfect. I would say, so I would say that my call to action for the audience is maybe what we talked about of just spending some time dreaming up whatever the biggest, like brightest version of your life would look like and see what it involves. And just remember that, like, for me, when I first did this exercise, probably 10 years ago, I didn't really, I didn't picture a steady career. I knew there was something where I wasn't like in an office, but I had no idea what that would look like then. So kind of just let your mind go a little bit crazy. Like it's okay if you don't see all of the dots yet. But just spend some time dreaming about what that would look like and believing and feeling into what it would be like because it is possible. Um, and then kind of part two is like, if it does involve being your own boss or like being able to work from anywhere or the content stuff we were talking about, then you can definitely check out the Copywriter Starter Kit and that could get you pointed in the right direction. And I can share that link. Um, but just kind of, I think it's so important to just take some time out of the day-to-day -day and really think about that and know it's possible for yourself. And it can look take a lot of different forms. Um, but obviously for me, I'm so excited about writing and content because I just think it's like one of those things that you can do from anywhere. You can choose an industry you love. You can make good money right away. And it just gives you the freedom and financial like abundance that so many people and women especially, I think, can change the world with. Love it, love it, love it. And then now they want to know, Jessica, how do we connect with you? So plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Okay, perfect. So you can find me at hijessicajohnson.com. And the same thing for Instagram, the little at <laughs> hi Jessica Johnson. <laughs> find me both places. Amazing. And there you have it. Um audience jessica johnson all of her contact information will be in the show notes so make sure you read scroll on down and tap in with her go take the challenges because what good is listening to this content if you're not going to take action steps in order to level up don't forget to like comment and subscribe we're on 40 plus platforms we're also on youtube for the video content which is at gems g-e-m-s with Genesis of Mars Kemp. And I wanna thank each one of you for supporting the mission on a regular basis. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com, which brings me for a big ask, which is brand sponsors. If that is you, please reach out to me by going to my website, which is genesisofmarskemp.net, or sending over an email and put in the subject line, interested in brand sponsorships to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. Until the next segment, next phenomenal guest or a solo episode by me. Peace.
love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go create the life that you love and live the life that you love. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, to be here on GEMS Podcast.